every morning shuffling and shuffling every morning I'm shuffling moving things around trying to get trying to get trying to get the new studio new setup the new digs the way I want them and uh, there it is there's the pencil and it's hard to get them hard to get it where I want to go so they're kind of kind of is it I'll show you show you guys the the new setup and obviously we've got the we hoist the colors it's Wednesday throwback to the olden days when we were doing pirate stuff on on Wednesday maybe we get back to that back to that ah a little bit off a little little late start this morning got up late I was uh started teaching a class last night AZ 104 uh, Azure cloud administration um Man, I think uh, uh, more the more I deal with the cloud, the more I just I dig it, man. I dig the stuff that's going on. There's a lot of stuff you can do in the cloud. A lot of advantages we can take care of. We've always, you know, security folks have always said, never have we liked the data on the end user's computer. That's always been a bad thing. We distribute the data. It gets out there. Stuff happens like... You know, uh, a contractor loses all your VA data on their laptop that gets stolen out of their car. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not good stuff. So um, what I want to talk to you about this morning, this very morning, is MFA, multi-factor authentication. We're going to take a break from talking about the cohort. Uh, cohort, I think, is full. Uh, today I'll know. I think cohort's full, and I think we've got a good deal of mentors, uh, three to five mentors, either part-time, can jump in when they can, whatever. Anybody that can help, I'll take the help. And some folks that maybe want to help put content together, put the training together, building a community. Like we said, building a community is all, that's what we're all about. Um, but today we're going to MFA, multi-factor authentication. Some people like to slow down and talk about two-factor authentication. Let's just, let's make it simple. Let's keep it simple. Multi-factor MFA. Uh, Multi-factor authentication is using two or more of the authentication types. Um, Eric's back. Why, that's gonna take a while to come through. Eric's back saying, ah, oh, getting back into the swing of things. Eric, we're doing it. We're getting back in the swing of things. Good to see you this morning. Um, and yeah, we're trying to get back on track. That's why even though I was running late this morning, that we we talk a little bit, at least about MFA, right? So identification and authentication are important in security. There, there are two steps along the way. It's how we have to, you know, prove who we are. First, we identify ourselves, right? And and then we, we prove that's valid. We prove that identification is valid. A lot of times we've seen this with username and passwords, right? We put username J broad and password is P A dollar sign dollar sign zero RD like Microsoft likes to have the Microsoft default password. That's password and that proves we're in. Now we identified ourselves. We said, hey, I'm Jim. That's my identification. But now we need to prove it. How do we prove it? And for a long, 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 far too long, that's been done with passwords. 
And we know passwords are not good. And we know when passwords become good and strong, people reuse them. And then we have problems like password stuffing, where uh, you're, you're you, not due to no fault of you, no, you, the user has no fault at all, but a, a repository that has passwords is breached and those passwords become available on the internet. And if you reuse those passwords anywhere, then you've been compromised through a password stuffing attack where they've used your password that they found on another site on the current site. So it, it, it's bad. So we have to use, we have to use multi-factor authentication. And really there's three, if you're in Germany, right? Three, one, two, three, if you're in America, three. Um, three ways of authentication, three methods of authentication. That's something you know, obviously passwords, you know passwords. Pin numbers, like your ATM card, your pin number, um, are things you know. Um, something you are, which is biometrics, retina, retina scans, iris scans, hand geometry scans, uh, fingerprint scans, those kind of things, something you are. You're a biomet a biometric is something you are. Most places are staying away from these. Um, biometrics, people are staying away from biometrics um, simply because when they're breached, they're breached. You can't get another fingerprint. You can't get another, uh, I, I guess you could get another eyeball. Maybe you can get other fingerprints. I don't know. Definitely not an easy process. So a lot of folks are staying away from biometrics for one reason or another. There's a lot of other privacy issues around biometrics, but, um, but the thing people have kind of zeroed in on is something you have. That's the third factor, something you have. And we do this a lot. Um, where is my, oh, so you have your phone, you, your phone, you can have a SMS text sent to your phone and we can say, okay, using something like that is something you have, right? I, I've got the phone. I, I Theoretically, I have to have the phone to get the SMS text. We know that's not true, but it could be. Or on here, we could have something like Google Authenticator or Duo or Okta or something like that that creates a one-time password that's synchronized with the other area. Um, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about securing this whole string um, with two things. And I've got one of them already. Um, came in the mail yesterday. And that's this. And it's really hard to see because it's so very dang small. Let's get it over here. Um, and that means it's 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 got the USB-C type connector on one end of it, and it's near field uh, connectivity. So it's a NFC. We can use it with our phone, right? We can get it close to the phone. We can touch our phone, kind of like using Apple Pay, but with this, we can do MFA. This is the thing we will have. Um, because it's not tiny enough and small enough, I also got the Urban camouflage skin kit for it that'll put that on there um now i'm ready to go through and get this set up but i want <laughs> one thing once i got it i was like holy cow that thing is small if you look how small this thing is right look here, here's a pen how small this thing is it's tiny um if you get this set up 
and you're using it for your authentication and you lose it, you're in trouble, right? So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get hold of the YubiKey and I'm gonna order another YubiKey and I'm gonna have them both set up and I'll take the second one and I will stick it in the safe. Um, <laughs> important to have a backup with something like this, but with this and something like LastPass, we'll, set up, we'll talk about LastPass as well, we'll be able to set up strong passwords for every site we use, and they'll be unique to every site we use, and LastPass will manage it, and then we'll have MFA everywhere we can get it with YubiKey. So um, password breaches aren't going away. They're gonna be around forever. So stay with us for the next little bit. I think it's probably gonna take, well, I can probably set this one up and just be very, very cautious. The other thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna put this on a key ring with a tile um, for, for location, right? It's uh, once we get set up, we don't want to lose it. We definitely don't want to lose this thing. So be part of your everyday carry, something you carry around all the time. Put on your keychain, put on with something that you carry, put on a lanyard. I'm going to put a tile on it so that if I lose it, um, I'll be able to find it. Uh, very important, very important to do that. But this is going to secure our online presence. We're going to secure where we go online. Now, some people have, they've went on and said, well, there's other factors. There's other authentication factors, right? Um, and they've added a bunch of weird stuff to it. I, I don't think I don't think they meet the bar, right? Um, one, one you'll hear all the time is, is location, right? Location can be a factor, and I, I don't agree with that. Location is an attribute, right? It's like password, we say password length, you know, it's 14 characters long. Password strength, it's uppercase, lowercase. It's got special characters and numbers. Those are attributes of a password. Location is attribute of something else, right? If I'm using geolocation often, that's a attribute of my phone. I've got my phone somewhere. It could be where I'm logging in from, an IP address that is geolocated. That's an attribute of the machine I'm logging in on. Um, I don't think by themselves, I think they're attributes, right? I, I will I'll fall on, I'm just gonna say there's still three factors of authentication. Something you have, something you know, something you are. This is something you have. I think YubiKey is, there's a couple other companies that make this. YubiKey I thought was cool because their product was so good that Google used it and distributed a bunch of them, thousands of them, to their employees, their, their, their user base. And uh, there was, as far as I know, there were no breaches from that point on through phishing and, and password attacks, that kind of stuff. Apparently it was so good that Google makes their own now. They've got their own version of this as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's the Google version. So yeah, I'm gonna order, immediately order another one of these. I'm gonna order a tile to get that sent in. Um, up in the air, I think I'm gonna use LastPass. I think I'm gonna use LastPass. It's gonna be one I use for this demo, setting up this and LastPass and ensuring that we have strong passwords on everything. So that's what we gotta talk about. We talked about this morning, YubiKey. This is the YubiKey 5C NFC. So as we go through this, I'll give you the rundown if this is worth it. Um, I'm going to get, this is, this was like $50, I think about $50. Um, I did, I bought it myself, didn't get anything. Mostly, most of the folks that I've seen that have been talking about YubiKey, uh, YubiKey has been giving them away for free. Uh, give them, give the YubiKey to them. I went ahead and bought this one cause I thought it was worth going down this path. Um, so yeah, we'll order another one, get the cheaper one. We're going to probably get the cheapest one they make, um, for the backup, throw it in the safe. 
and be good with it. This one I like because it is near field connector, right? So we can, uh, near field connectivity, we can connect to our, our iPhone just by tapping on it. Um, should be a fun run. Do it over the next couple weeks. We'll get the video together, we'll show you how we set up a password manager. Um, and I'm probably gonna do a family level password manager. You know, it doesn't make sense to secure all your stuff and let your family stuff be unsecure because what's the point? So probably do a family level password manager and uh, multi-factor authentication with a hardware token like this. So hopefully, what are you guys, what are you guys doing for, what are you guys doing for securing your passwords? Are you using multi-factor authentication? Are you using something like the Google Authenticator, the Microsoft Authenticator, Duo, Okta? Are you using uh, a hardware token? Or what are you using? Are you just using passwords? Hmm, interesting to find out. Are you just using passwords? Will this be, will this talk be enough to get you to spend $50 on a token, maybe $30 on a, a little cheaper one? It's a lot of, it, it's, it's tiny, look at that thing. It is tiny. Um, be part of your everyday carry with your iPods, right? iPods, your YubiKey, and your phone. You're good to go. You're out the door. That's your tech everyday carry, maybe. But we'll see. Anyways, love to hear what you got to think about it. What you're saying about multi-factor authentication, MFA. Let me know what you think. Let me know. Take care. Take care of yourselves, guys. Um, we'll talk more before Friday. Probably we'll do a roundup. We're going to round up on Friday about the cohort, cohort 2021-1, our first cohort of the year. Maybe be, it might be the only one. It might be the only one we do. Um, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work, but it's going to be given back to the community. It's going to be given back to people that want to get into security. Love the people that have already commented. Love the people that have sent in messages, sent me emails that they want to be in the cohort. Oh, man, some of, some of the folks that sent in, you, folks that are off getting ready to get their OSCP that want to join in. Um, just folks trying to get in the community. I think that's another thing. I've told you guys before, it's, it's, it's scary that we need so many people in InfoSec, in cybersecurity, in security, computer security, but we make it so hard to get in. Um, so we'll see some, if we can do that with this cohort, we'll make it, it'd be awesome if we get everybody, all the 15 people that start are the 15 people that finish. And if we got, I got to talk to these folks to make sure they're game to stay in it for the long haul, long haul. So maybe it's time to be 15, maybe it'll go down to 10 or 12. The people, the point, point is the cohort people start are the people that finish. It would be awesome if when we finish, all of those people are employed in cybersecurity or the computer security field. That would be awesome. So that's the point of all of it. So stay with us, stay tuned. We'll talk more about that on Friday. I might even do a special, maybe we'll do a Cyber Day, Cyber Night, Cyber Day Night Live edition uh, where we drink a beer and talk about what happened this week. I think it's important, I think it's good. Anyways, Mike Bravo is gonna say go get some. I'm gonna say take care of your friends, your family, coworkers, take care of each other, and uh, we will see you uh, tomorrow morning. I'm out of here.